1: to be here with you all on this five-year anniversary, and um, I, I really wanted to—I really wanted to take this time to to take a look back at the journey that we've had over these five years. But but, what's most important, and what I wanted to to start with, is the fact that we have grace that's available to us. It is a saving grace. In Romans six fourteen, it says, "Sin." Is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. You live under the freedom of God's grace. Period. End of sentence. Title of This Message is Grace. Period. Grace. Period. That's all it takes. Just grace. Nothing else is required. For salvation, there's, there's nothing else that, that we can do. We can't earn our way to salvation. In fact, in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, it says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. So we can't, we can't do anything to get salvation, just believe. And we can't even tell our heart, hey, believe this. You know, we can't, we can't tell somebody else in their heart, hey, you gotta believe this. No, the heart tells us when it believes, Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. When we believe that Jesus is Lord, we believe that that God raised him from the dead, and then we confess that with our mouth, then we are saved. But it's just grace, grace period. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Verse nine, salvation, underline this, is not a reward for the good things we have done. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. We can't take credit for it. We didn't do it. It's all the blood of Jesus. It's all his grace that was poured out for each and every one of us. But we can receive it. We can accept it. We believe in our heart that that we have it. Just believe. So what what does that earn us? What do we get with that belief? John 1, 16. And of his fullness... His fullness, not our fullness, not our capabilities, not our abilities, but of his fullness, we have all received and grace for grace. So we get the fullness of God and we get grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace for grace, what does that mean? It's an abundance of grace. It's more than enough, it's more than sufficient. It's favor upon favor, gift upon gift, special anointing, special blessing, heaped on each other. How good is grace? How good is that? We get to receive that, and what's, what's the point? Well, to start, it just reveals the gracious nature of God. This abundance of grace, this supernatural grace, these, these gifts, this favor, everything that we get, it reveals how good God is. How much he wants to bless those who believe in him. And even more than that, it gives us something to emulate. His graciousness, his favor, his love, his gift giving, his blessings that he pours out on us. It gives us an example of how we can live our lives. That we can live graciously that we can live under the favor of heaven and then we can dispense the favor of heaven. In fact, we pray, God, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we believe that heaven can come onto earth and we believe that we can be a part of enacting that in our lives and somebody else's lives. All right, so grace, period. Everybody got that? That's all it takes is grace. We Give me an amen if you understand that. Salvation saved by grace, got it, great. So what's next? What's after that? If it was just grace, if it was, if it was grace saved, that's it, then, then why wouldn't we all just be taken to heaven? The moment that we pray that prayer, the moment that we believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord, shouldn't we all just, just go up to heaven? I mean, why would we want to continue walking out life on this earth if there was, if there was nothing else left? If it was just grace, then then yep, all right, good, take us all up and we'll party in heaven. That's great. Why do we need to, to walk out through pain and suffering and all that other stuff that can happen on earth? Well, I want to show you. There's more to this story. So after grace period, end of sentence, end of our sentence where we become new with Christ, we walk out the grace period. After grace period, there's a grace period. What is that? What is the grace period? Well, grace period is just, it's just extra time to accomplish tasks that you've been given. The grace period is you get extra time to, to work out, to finish, to complete, to get through all of your assignments, everything that you've been called to do. So the grace period is really discipleship. You see, the law, the law opened up the door for grace. Without the law, without the commandments, then, then there would have been no need for grace. So, but because of the law and because Jesus fulfilled the law, it it says that he didn't come to abolish the law, he came to fulfill the law. So he fulfilled all of those requirements, everything that we couldn't do in our own strength, our own power, Jesus did it. But from there, grace opened the door for discipleship. Jesus gave us the great commission. After the great decision to believe in Jesus Christ comes the great commission. So I want to take a look back over the last five years, the first five years of East Campus. And I want to, to bring us all together on the same page. Maybe, maybe some of you weren't here at the beginning. Maybe some of you are, are brand new. Maybe you've only known East Campus when we've been at El Cajon. And maybe you joined us along the way. So I want to, I want to share this little, this little video journey of, uh, of some of our history, and and I, you know, I thought about this a couple of days ago, and and I had this this great idea to to you know bring the slides up. And whenever I have a, a great idea and I share it with Lisa, I often get an eye roll, uh, but yeah, like that one. And um, but uh, but I, I wanted to I wanted to do this to to invite you all to kind of know where we've been. But but I, I don't want you as you watch this to feel like you've missed out. Because every single one of us has come in to this journey at some point in the process. Maybe not at the beginning, maybe at different years along the way. What an incredible journey. What an incredible ride. What are the, uh, I had to put the picture in there of that, uh, that big piece of equipment that was responsible for demolishing the old Vans. Like, that was the best day ever. We're in the tent, and we come in, like, the next week, and the whole thing is, like, crumpled to the ground. We're like, woo Lisa's favorite thing to say was, it's already looking better. <laughs> we had so many great moments. And, um, and part of this message is, is looking back at the past and learning from, from so many things. Like each year, I'm going to go through just kind of a theme for that year. But also, I, I want to invite you to, to find your place in the story. And, and what you'll find is that um, the story is going to repeat itself and as we as we grow together as we learn together you'll you'll find that that there's a place when you're coming in like that you need to to figure out you need to to learn you need to understand like how do i how do i fit into this equation or how do i become part of this and the point is that you, come as you are come as you are however you are come into this family and and like like god says in his word if you if you come under the shadow of his wings then you will find rest you'll find so much more as well, and that's what I want to talk about today. So starting off things, 2018. 2018 was a year of the gathering, launching out, doing something new. God had given us this word, and Pastor Jurgen and Leanne had given us this assignment to come to East County and to, to bring, bring people together. And at that time, we had probably about 80 people or so that were attending Balboa Campus or other, other churches, other campuses in the family, and uh, they lived in East County, and they wanted to be a part of what God was doing. We had some preview services, and I remember maybe the first one, Uh, Or the second one, Scott Isaacs came up to me and he said, um, if you have any jobs that nobody else wants to do that are really analytical in nature, I'm your man. I'm your guy. Any spreadsheets, I can handle that. Anything analytical, like come, like come to me. And I'm like, okay, good to know. I'm sure I will be using that gift of yours very frequently. But what is your gift? Like what is what was your ability? And that's what, at the start of 2018, that's what we were looking for. Everybody just coming in, and, hey, I can do this. I can do this. I can set this up. I can fix this. And we actually very quickly became known as the campus that could fix anything. <laughs> because... We had a lot of broken stuff, and so we needed it, you know. Necessity is the mother of invention, but we, uh, we came together. We had fellowship. We found kindred spirits. We had to figure things out, like... The, the school, West Hills High School, they wouldn't let us put any signs on the building. So my beautiful wife is like, I know, we're just going to get a ginormous tent and set it up every single service, every single Sunday. So that tent that you saw on the screen, yes, it was a pain to put up. And whoever was the guy sitting in the middle holding the thing up had really sore shoulders for the whole day until, uh, until I, maybe it was Will. I don't know who figured out that, hey, we could just put a pole up there and, and genius, necessity, invention, you know. What do you do when, when 15 minutes before service the power goes out to the entire building? Well, just you grab everything that you can and you go out to the amphitheater. Jared was trying to figure out how to wheel a stand-up piano outside, and so we had we had an awesome acoustic service. (laughs) And uh, like you saw the 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 pictures, it was nice that the amphitheater seats had these had this overhang, overhang. Everything everybody was in the shade, and you know middle of summer. You know, East County gets kind of warm. But uh, poor Pastor John, he was speaking for us. And, and right in the middle, there's no shade. And so about every 15 minutes, we'd move the pulpit over a little bit more to try and keep him in the shade because he was sweating buckets. You do what you have to do. You have a calling. You have an assignment. What do you do when in the middle of service, somebody decides to drive their car through the campus parking lot where your kids are playing? Like, okay, great. Put the kids inside. Call the cops. You know, we'll get, get this handled. Get it taken care of. So many, so many times as I was looking through some of these photos, just seeing seeing the joy on the kids' faces, I wanted to put one of them up here. The one of the Easter services we had at West Hills, and and thinking about the first year, and this maybe was Easter in 2019, but um, it was it was really about gathering. But it was it was about gathering together like like these kids, just just joy. And somebody pointed out to me interestingly enough after the first service, there's a wolf standing in the background. But all the kids are happy. All the kids are safe. They're all at peace. Like, that's what it was like. We're gathering together. The presence of the enemy is there. He's out there, but he can't touch us when we're together. It was about working out the basics, light and dark, good and evil. We've all, we've all experienced darkness in our life. That's why we need the light. The light awakens us. The light reveals things in our lives. The light gives us an opportunity to come in and experience his grace. Living in the light, 1 John 1, 5 to 7. This is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you. God is light, and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. That first year, we were all learning to be together in the light. We were all gathering together. And one of the ways where, where this was really powerful was through men and women's prayer. We have prayer on Sundays, we have prayer on Wednesdays, but it's it's not every time that, that you can really get that personal prayer, that personal connection. But every single Tuesday for the men, every single Thursday for the women, you have an opportunity to receive prayer, a personal prayer. You can get a word spoken over, you can get light poured into your spirit, and that has been one of the biggest avenues and methods of discipleship in this house. And I encourage you all to, to join us. There's something so powerful about about sacrificing your time, sacrificing your sleep, waking up early, coming in, and pouring into other people. And and being able to receive, being able to receive that light from heaven. And that led us to 2019, a year of relationship, relationship. This was a time of growing together together a time of being creative and and figuring out how to face new challenges, like in the summer of 2019 when the high school came to us and said, hey, we're going to renovate the ACs in the auditorium, so you can't go in there, but you can have the gym. And we're like, oh, gym, that's a lot of work. (laughs) And it was. It was a lot of work. And you saw the time-lapse video of just the teardown portion of it, like multiply that by two every week, and that's what the team did. Set up, tear down, that whole process. But you know what? Most of the time, it didn't really feel like work. Why? Because of relationship. Because of the people that we were doing it. We laughed together. We'd have fun together. We'd joke together. We'd eat way too many burritos and donuts together. But it was relationship. It was, it was doing life together. And uh, in that time, in the, the summer camp, that's what we called it, um, the school was really nervous about us scratching up the gymnasium floor. So, so we went out we and we raided Home Depot for this plasticky stuff called Visqueen. And it's, it's just like this plastic tarp. And, and like we're like, wow, well, that doesn't look very good. So I think, I think Chris Verilli and I went to every single Home Depot in East County to get these big rolls of industrial gray carpet that we would roll out all over the entire gym on top of the visqueen. But the, the problem is, we didn't realize this until we tried it, is that when you put this carpet on top of the visqueen, you get a skating rink. It's literally like ice skating. It just slides all over the place. The chairs don't sit still. And we're like, well, we can't have people coming in and like, Fallen under the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, right off the bat. So, so we, we pulled out all the visqueen, just used the carpet. And like, what do we do with all this visqueen? I know, a slip and slide. It's perfect for the kids. And so you just, you come together, you have relationship, you figure this stuff out. And it, it shifts from, from becoming just functional to being a family. And that's what it felt like. And like through those times, like the bonding, the building of the family, coming together and I want to put up this picture of, of really what symbolizes us coming together in prayer as a family, holding hands in prayer, coming together as a church, just believing that we're, we're not just a single person. It's not just one of us. We're all in this together. Like God has, has called us all for this, for this great purpose. In John chapter 15, it talks about the relationship of believers to each other. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, Jesus says, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. And underline this next verse, verse 16 in your Bible. Highlight it, make a note. Jesus says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. That's what the grace period is. It's an understanding that we are called to, to love one another. We're called to lay down our lives for our friends, but we're called to bear fruit under his commandment, he has given us this assignment to obey his commandments, to live out our life in a way that bears fruit. And then, watch this, anything that you ask in my father's name, anything you ask my father in my name, you have received it. That's a pretty powerful statement. Anything, when we we follow his teachings, when we love each other, when we lay down our lives for our friends, then anything we ask in Jesus' name, we can have it. 2019 was relationship, it was finding purpose. And it was a season of preparation. I put the picture up there of uh, a potential building and it said future home of of C3 Church. That was an old orchard hardware store that was just sitting vacant, had been for years. And so we took our men, we took our women, we went and laid hands on that building. We started to march around that thing like every Tuesday, Thursday morning. We probably went way more than seven times. I don't even know how many times we walked around that place. But we were believing that God was going to make a space available for us because, you know, we're kind of tired of, of being at the mercy of the school, like telling us where we could go and what we can do and what we can, you know, post and not post and all of those things. We're like, we need a, we need a home of our own. So we went, we really, we, we felt like that was a Jericho moment for us. Well, just like Israel coming into the promised land, they, their first battle was at Jericho. That was the first test for them, but that wasn't the place that God had called them to be. That wasn't the place where they were supposed to build their cities and build their tents. That was just the gateway to the promised land. It was true for that building, which technically wasn't even in East County. It had a San Diego address. It was right off the 125, but, but God knew that we needed to be right here in the center of El Cajon, center of East County. This is where he had called us to be. But 2019 was, was a time of preparation. Leads us to 2020, a time of awakening. I almost... I almost used adversity here cuz everybody knows there was a few challenges that happened in 2020 but it was first an awakening and you saw the picture of the streamers you didn't kind of cut off a lot of a lot of the picture but uh, January of 2020, we changed our name from C3 San Diego to Awaken Church. God knew there needed to be awakening. God knew that we were called to awaken dreams, awaken visions. It, it was a word that Pastor Jurgen had had on his heart for years, actually. Probably seven or ten years ago, he got this word about awakening. and So he reserved the domain name rights for awakenchurch.com. Like God had spoken to him about this. So years later, when it came to fruition, January of 2020, Just a couple of months before the world went into lockdown and shutdown, we had had been called to be awakened. And um, it was funny when, when we had this celebration in, in the church and the streamers went off and they all went like way up into the air, but then only about two thirds of the streamers came down. And I'm looking up at the rafters and like there's streamers hanging from all the wa- rafters. And all I can think about is the conversation I'm about to have with the principal the coming week of why they've got streamers in their auditorium. But thank God for Chris, really. He was thinking about how can I get up on that catwalk? And he found a way somehow. He climbed up a ladder, got, got it all cleaned up. We just found a way to make it work. It was so needed for us in that moment. And in fact, on February 20th, 2020, we closed on this ground one month before March when our, when our last service in person for, for several months was. February 20th, 2020, we were the owners of this ground. It would eventually be where we would come back together, coming out of COVID, coming out of lockdowns, we found a place here, but there was adversity. There was shaking of the ground, but it was also an opportunity. In fact, as a church that year in June of 2020, actually June 20, 2020, we closed on the event center in Salt Lake City, another location, and actually that same year, San Marcos campus opened up. So three of our six locations came in the year of greatest adversity, in the year where the world was locking down, going crazy, restrictions and rules. Notices from, from the local government that uh, we had cease and desist orders and, and Pastor Yergin would take those cease and desist orders and file them in a drawer and just not look at them again. And they never did anything about God. We knew that we had to come together. We knew that we were tired of being in isolation. We were tired of being told that we can't worship, we can't sing, we can't come together, we can't be in relationship. And so we said enough is enough. And so we, we took the moment to to find a place and, and everything else was shut down. There was like, the high school was shut down, they weren't gonna let anybody in and, and every big venue we were thinking about, okay, we'll just go to a park and have service but, but then we remembered God had given us this ground. And so we decided to pitch a tent and have a good old fashioned tent revival for nine months. And, and I think really more than any other time in the life of that church, like that, that period is when we learned to pray. And so I've got a picture of the tent revival Like we were praying over this building, get us out of this tent, God. Lord, deliver us from the evils of sun and heat in East County. And um, and since this is a message of grace, I won't point out anybody who might be sitting on the front row that is looking at their phone instead of praying. But, you know, (laughs) we won't draw any attention to that. Can you believe? John 16, 31 in the Amplified. I like how the Amplified puts this. Jesus answered them, do you now believe? We know how to pray. We learn how to pray. But can you pray with believing? Do you now believe? Do you believe it at last? But take notice, the hour is coming and it has arrived when you will all be dispersed and scattered, every man to his own home. Sound familiar? Leaving me alone, yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you these things so that you so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration, but be of good cheer. Take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of the power to harm you, wow, and have conquered it for you. I have deprived it of the power to harm you. One of the, one of the pictures that you might have noticed in the 2020 section was last service, March 15th, 2020, before before lockdown, where where as a church, not just one location, but all of our campuses, we came together and we spoke out Psalm 91 over the congregation and everybody repeated it. And we spoke, we will not have a spirit of fear. We we will not be subject to, to the authority of fear. We, we believe that no evil thing can touch our home. 10,000 may fall at our right hand, but it will not touch us. No disease shall befall us. And we saw the power of God covering us and just living in the shadow of his wings during that time, where we did go online for a while till we figured out how to not be online anymore. And then uh, in August of 2020, we came back together, and we were at the tent. And it was it was such a powerful time for us. It was a time of of awakening. It was a time of finding courage, resolve, and dedication. We were dedicated to this to this dream that God had put in our spirits, and that brings us to 2021, a time of community, community, where we were in the tent here on this site. Just realizing that that we needed to to be a part of the community and and during that period of time we were a little bit wandering kind of like israel wandering through the desert thank god goodness we didn't have to spend 40 years before he brought us into the promised land but uh we we were in the tent for a while and then uh when the building came down and they needed to start building it back up building this new amazing facility we had to vacate the parking lot to give them space and so where do you go from a tent? Well, you go to a bar, and so we had church in a bar <laughs> for about a year, and uh, and we loved it. It was the bar was so great until it wasn't great anymore. There was weird smells. There was this like kind of dungeon area that was an old kitchen that nobody went went back there, and buildings under the under or <laughs> animals under the building. And I got to tell you this story. So, so. There was, there was a, a rotation of different possum families and rats and all things that were. I'm, yeah, you're like, why didn 't you tell me this like It's a good thing you didn't know then trust me. But, um, but right at the end, and this was probably the last, like we need to get out of here, there was, um, there was a skunk that came under under the building, and so Stan, who's not here right now, our facilities guy, he had so much fun in that building. Um, He was talking to the owner. He's like, okay, we got to get rid of the skunk. And the owner was like, okay, I'm going to come in. I'm going to set off a smoke bomb to to make him vacate. And then Stan's like, okay, then then I'll come in. I'll like patch up the hole where he got in so he can't get back in. But there was a little bit of a miscommunication in the timing. And so Stan went and patched up the hole and then the smoke bomb went off. So we have a skunk sitting in there trapped inside, can't get out. And we don't know if he died or not, but from the rest of the time, every morning, the worship and production team had to come in and open up all the doors because there was this nice musky odor that was, that was just there. Who loves our building now? Thank you, Jesus. No, there's no crawl spaces under this building. No little critters can come in underneath. So 2021 was a a time of community. We found some community here. We found some community in in Santee, and then then we came to Easter, and and we were believing that that we were going to be able to open up the doors of of this auditorium on Easter, and just as it got closer and closer, we realized, yeah, they're like, it's not quite ready, but we can make it work, but then the last straw hit, and we had like the wrong speakers in the fire alarm system, and and so they wouldn't give us the, the permission to come in, but just something in, in our spirit pastor Lisa and I and pastor Jurgen you know we just we just knew that we needed to be in this community we knew that we needed to to put a put a, a stake in the ground and say this is where we're called to be and even even the week before like talking with the teams like man, nobody was really excited about it because it was a lot of work you know to bring everything back over to here just for one sunday just for just for easter services and and literally while we're on the call talking about this, this prospect with our team, there's an earthquake. God literally shakes the ground under our feet. And I just like, I said, You know what? We're doing it. We're going to Alcohol. We're going to have E-Services there. We're called to shake the ground of alcohol and we're called to do something different. We're called to plant our flag in this community. And that was the first Sunday we had over a thousand people. A thousand people came to our services that day. And I, actually, I think the official count was 994. But, um, but, but then somebody was like, oh, oh, I saw Joey and all these guys going out, praying out with the homeless people right on the street. They heard their ser- Count them. And they say, oh, the security guards were outside so they can hear too. Count them. 1,000 people on Easter Sunday. Yeah. Over two services. It was, it was so much fun to be a part of. And, and what we found is that in community, we're called to walk in unity. Ephesians 4, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling of which you were called. With all loneliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called in in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all, in us all. But to each of us, to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. We have been given a grace. We have been given a calling. It's a unique calling. If you don't fulfill the calling of God on your life, then nobody else can fulfill it. He has plans and he has purposes for you, designed for each one of us, fulfill and then when we all come together in unity fulfilling each of our individual callings then we can come together with a purpose we can come together as a community and accomplish everything that God has called awaken El Cajon to do Amen? amen we have to work together to make that happen though and that brought us to 2020 now before you put the the slide up there anybody who's taking notes or is quick on the uptake what's the first letter of this next word Who said it? E, why is it E? Grace, gathering, relationship, awakening, community, expectation. 2020, the five years that we've had at East Campus is a season of grace, it's a grace period. We've been called to advance and take ground. And now we have the expectation. It it was easy in the start of 2022 to have vision because we've already had a glimpse of the promised land. We had to go back to the bar for a season, but there was so much hope, there was so much excitement, so much anticipation about being in this community. We had the expectation that God was doing something great with us, a boldness and confidence. We began to emerge with the calling of God on our life, being a part of the community. Philippians 120 says, For I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ. I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ. How powerful is that? That that we can bring honor to Christ through our life, through our obedience, through our call, and, and how is that possible? Only through his grace. Only through his grace can we bring honor to his name. He can, he can use the least of these for his purposes. Doesn't matter where you come from, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't, doesn't matter when you, you became a part of this family or whenever you picked up this journey with us. Even if today is your first day, you have an opportunity to be used by God to honor him to use his grace to give him glory. It's the fullness of his grace. And 2022, the year of expectation was a year of fulfillment of the promises, all these promises that we've been believing for, all these promises that we've been praying for, all these dreams, all these visions, everything that God had, had set in our mind and we just saw one after the other after the other. His grace was sufficient, his grace was sufficient. Superabundance of his grace. And that brings us to where we are now. So wherever you joined us in that journey, whenever you came in, I want to invite you to be a part of this family. And it really, it really is a family. You know, one of the messages I preached when we were at the tent is was it feels like family. The camaraderie, the relationship, everything that we had, had gone through, it felt like a family. And, and Pastor Lisa and I want more than anything else for us to always have that feel. Anybody who walks in would feel like this is a family. This feels like home. That's our heart. That's our desire is that you know people would come in as you are, receive that free gift of grace, and then join us in the next grace period because this grace period is gonna be iterative, it's gonna be cyclic. We're gonna do this again, over and over and over. We're gonna have the opportunity to dispense his grace. Over and over and over, we're gonna be gathering more people in, coming in, walking in light. Over and over, we're gonna be forming those relationships. Over and over, we're gonna be awakened with a new purpose, a new calling, a new mission. We're gonna overcome the adversities. We're gonna find our community and new communities in our church in Awaken Church, we're, we're one church in many locations. In our north region, we have our San Marcos campus and our Bressy campus. Balboa just closed on their second location, so there's gonna be another Balboa campus, another central campus coming soon. Down in the south region, East Lake, they've been having prayer meetings, they've been having connect groups in Coronado. So Coronado campus is coming. And here in East, right now we're at El Cajon, but I believe we're going back to Santee at some point. Maybe this is our next spot. That building is available now, buildings are available now. Maybe that's our next home, next location for East Campus, but but no longer just a campus because we have a a new grace that's being poured out on us, a regional grace. We have a regional assignment. The vision for, for this region is four locations, four locations in East County. Maybe Santee, maybe La Mesa, who knows? Lakeside, Alpine, Ramona. Some great people up in Ramona, the Wyatts. So I tell, you, I tell you all of that. I brought you through that whole journey to bring you to this, this moment, this point, and this is the point. Isaiah 43, 18. Forget all that. Forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. All of that stuff, all that journey, everything, that grace pyramid, forget all that. We're doing something new. God is doing something new in East County. He's doing something new in El Cajon, something new in Santee, La Mesa, all over. God is doing a new thing, and it's going to be better than the former thing. Even more opportunities. Even more ways we can pour out our grace. For I'm about to do something new, says God. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the wasteland. If you don't believe that, why do you think we had all that rain at the start of this year? Rivers in El Cajon, rivers in East County. The dry land needs water. We are rivers of living water that are pouring out of our spirit. Every single one of you is a well. It's a well of living water. This location, this is a well. People come to this well to drink the rivers of living water. There's a ground here in East County that's very dry, and the Bible says that dry ground will never say enough. Never say enough. There's never an end to the calling that we have to bring water. There's never an end to the calling that we have to lay down our lives so that people can receive grace, period. There's never an end to the calling to see people access their gifts, access their calling, do something new, super abundantly, supernatural for him to bring him grace. Why don't we all stand to our feet now? I want to close. As we come into prayer, we have been given this assignment as a region to have a regional grace for grace. But we need every single one of us, every single person here, and even, even people that were once with us that aren't here, they're still part of the family. Once your family, your family. Sometimes family members don't always behave the way they're supposed to. There's grace for that. We received it, we needed it. Whenever we don't behave the way that we're supposed to. It doesn't say for whosoever behaves correctly enters the kingdom of heaven. No, it's whosoever believes. Whosoever believes enters the kingdom of heaven. So why don't we all close our eyes, lift up your hands. Wherever you're at in your journey, wherever you joined us in our journey, we want you to be a part of this family. We want you to know that there is a grace for you and there is a calling for you, that you have been saved by grace, period, but now you're in this season of grace, period, the grace period where we can, where we can fulfill all of those callings, all of those assignments, everything that God has given us. Each one of us has, has tasks before us. Each one of us has a role to play, a part to play in seeing, seeing our family saved and seeing our community saved and seeing this region Saved and operating in the grace of God, operating in their gifts. So maybe maybe you're at a place right now where, where you're just trying to figure out the difference between light and dark. Maybe you're trying to get out of a dark place and come into the light. Maybe you're in a place where you just, you need relationships, you need friends. You need people to do life with. Maybe you're in a place where God has given you dreams, he's given you visions, he's awakened something inside of you. You can start to see, you can start to picture what your purpose is to bring him glory. Maybe there's some adversity, maybe there's some challenges that you're facing right now. Maybe it's, it's earth-shaking for you. His grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. Maybe you're, you're accessing these new gifts and, and you're so excited about, about the community. You're so excited about doing life. Maybe, maybe you're believing that, that you need to awaken church right in your hometown. Maybe right, right down the street from where you live. Pray into that. Pray into that community. Pray into to those locations. Whenever God opens up the next space, we're going to fulfill it. We're going to fulfill that dream. We're going to fulfill that calling. Maybe you're excited about community. Maybe, maybe you have some expectations for the future. Maybe, maybe God has planted this dream and, and you see this hope before you and you're so excited about what God is doing. Maybe you've already started to see some fruit grow in the trees around your life. Maybe in your family. Maybe your, your mom or your dad or your siblings or cousins, aunts, uncles, maybe, you've started to see that some of the influence that you have put into the life is, is, is bearing fruit. You've planted seeds, you've been praying for them, you've been inviting them, and, and now you're starting to see them, them come. And you have this great expectation about what God is gonna do in their life. Wherever you're at in the walk, wherever you're at in your journey, we, wanna join, we want you to join us be a part of this journey, be a part of this family, be a part of this East region. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your grace that we are saved by it. That's all it takes, just your grace. I thank you for the opportunities that come after that to bring you glory, to honor you by using those gifts of grace that you have put on us, all of the gifts that are available. God, I thank you for dispensing those gifts, that we can walk in light, we can walk in unity, we can walk in this calling, we can walk in favor upon favor, receiving gift upon gift, blessing upon blessing,
0: grace for grace, in Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com